let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Podcast, 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 podcast. Ancient goblins and blah, 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 blah. Hey, everybody, I'm Joey Ramon. Come and dance on my dead old bones. Hey, that's that's oh, a <laughs> let's go. That's a little bit of a teaser of what tonight's all let's about. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, ho! What's up, hoes? Uh, <laughs> it's your boys. There we go. Uh, Gabe Martinez and Andy Diaz, and together we are. Who, Who let you watch, watch that? that? The only podcast you'll ever need ever. Uh, where we relive the trauma of youth through movies with you. Uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We are very excited. This is going to be a fun one uh, because all the ones before this have not been fun. <laughs> I, I just feel like uh, if I say that, it means the other ones yeah. weren't. So, yeah, tonight's fun as well. Uh, Maybe every every episode, every new episode is the most fun episode. Yeah. There it goes. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the save, buddy. There we did. I we did it. Yeah, there we did. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a little bit, and Andy and I are out of practice, and we're back at it today. We're very we're, excited. We're good, man. We are in it. Yeah, exactly. Back in the pocket, just like always. Tonight is a very special episode, which we will discuss in a minute. But before we do that, we have to see, we have to check in with each other and see if there's new business. I, I actually, I did write down a little bit of some business. Some small business that I got from my wife, my okay. better half. Let's hear. Guys, we are in horror season. We are in scary times. So if you are listening to these episodes and you've seen these movies and you start remembering where you are, all I'm going to say is be careful of your surroundings. Be mindful of where you are. Or you might end up listening to, say, a episode on <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street while you're in your work's basement, and now you're creeped out, and you're walking around listening to your husband's podcast. Oh, no. She did that? <laughs> yeah. It sends me a text message like, damn it, guys. What did you do to me? Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, we always make the joke that you don't read the name of the podcast before you, uh, before you listen to it to play yeah. along with our game. Maybe maybe look. We are in horror season. <laughs> maybe look, yeah. Just, just be careful where you are. That's just a little bit of new business. My wife texted me and she's just like, damn it. I'm uh, in my basement and then sent me a video of just her walking around like, I blew it. Nope. I'm down here. Nope. This sucks. I that's, hate it. That's when you delegate. Delegate it. <laughs> get you don't out, go down there. Get And then she has all those boiler rooms down there and they're just going around and there's that guy they burned that's down there. Yeah, exactly. He's there still. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah. And they have all the knife blades on the on the wall. Knife blades. Knife blades. Knife blades. Knives have blades. blades. They Blade. are... Finger blades. Finger blades. I know what you meant. <laughs> that's Gabe, some good business. Thank you, man. That's a little bit of business that I had. Small little thing, but important. Gabe, what about you, man? Do you have any new business for us? I also have a very small bit of business. Uh, so, you know, I, I figured, well, why not now? I'll just use it today. Uh, on the episode The Abyss okay, um, with uh, with Gabriel Kasdorf, yes. we had a wonderful time. And in the middle, I threw out that Gail Ann Hurd, who's the producer, was married to James Cameron. And we all kind of laughed. And it's like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's right. I think it was Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> uh, I... 
I was actually annoyed, and I looked it up because I'm like, man, why do I think that? Yeah. And I was totally right. Oh. Gail Ann Hurd was absolutely married to James Cameron. Oh, sh- oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So then... <laughs> And then they, they, you know, when they got divorced, they still seem to be good friends. She still works on his things. And then he married Catherine Bigelow, and same deal. Like, Dang. Yeah, exactly. So he was absolutely married to Gail <laughs> Anard. So I didn't make that up. So there you go. Good on you. Yeah. I, was, I thought, like, I was like, I think that's a thing. Yeah. She worked on Terminator and all these other movies, and she stayed on it. But anyway, so Man, there we go. You know what? I might have just been following up. Uh, Kaz's lead too, you know, because it's one of those things. He knew his shit on that episode. Oh yeah, yeah. So that dude knows everything, everything. about movies. He does. Damn, dude. Yeah, we'll have him back on one day. Yeah, one day, <laughs> one day. That's good. That's good business. See, I think that's what people might want from the new business section, um, rather than uh, <laughs> us just talking about Olivia Rodrigo. Speaking of which, I listened to the new Paramore album again. That's a great album. That's our Olivia Rodrigo corner. <laughs> Here, here, <laughs> yeah. That new after laughter. Is after fantastic. laughter is such a good album. It is. Thank you, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> we love that album, Olivia. <laughs> Be on the podcast. Be on the podcast. You know, so you know how your phone like listens to you. Yeah. And uh, my phone absolutely listens to me and you while we're doing this episode and when I'm editing this. So it's hearing us talk about Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> six hundred times. Whenever I open Flipboard to like see you know uh, articles. Okay. Every other one's like Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo now. There it is, man. It's pretty great. The algorithm is just all Olivia all the time now. All the time. And it's my hope that as your phones are listening to you while you're listening to this, we're doing the same thing. Because we've now talked about that, that poor girl every single episode. <laughs> and it's all right. You know, sometimes you just got to rip off one of the best pop songs of the last 20 years. Sometimes I get it. That's what you do. I know. D- definitely. Someone's going to do it to Olivia in, yeah. like, I don't know, 10 years now gonna happen yeah when she comes up with an original song then someone will eventually rip it off yeah one day we'll we'll keep you updated in the olivia rodrigo quarter <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man sorry everybody in case the joke is getting old it's not old to us it's yet. not old to us yet <laughs> <laughs> andy we've discussed all the things we actually had new business and a weird a, turn of events that was incredible <laughs> yeah we still managed to fit in olivia rodrigo on top of that though. there we go and now I have to give you the challenge of describing this movie that we're going to discuss tonight in five words or less. Dude, I got it this time. I racked my brain, I put it together, and I have the perfect answer to this one. Okay. Five words. Ancient burial ground ruins everything. Ancient burial ground ruins everything. You did it. That's did amazing. It. That is Fantastic. good. <laughs> Very nice work. Very nice work. Dude, I, I thought about that. I sat, I wrote, I rewrote, and I got down to business. That's it. You you hit it out of the park, man. It was the <laughs> one. I mean, and everybody knows it right away. Everyone has so, to know what it so is. So do not listen to this episode if you are hanging out in a pet, pet cemetery. <laughs> We're talking about the 1989 uh, R-rated Stephen King tour de force pet Cemetery, pet, pet cemetery, dude. The Mi- uh, misspelled, <laughs> misspelled. Uh, you yeah. know, because like kids wrote it. Kids can't spell, right? You know, it, mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kid can spell his name now, kind of. He can recognize it. Yeah, I, think. I don't know. <laughs> but if if you asked him to spell cemetery, yeah, he'd, he'd start he, it with he, an S. He, it makes sense. The yeah. English language is stupid. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast. We have in our <laughs> in our grammar corner. 
Gabe, let's get a little bit of background, just a little bit of background, because we have a laundry of list stuff stuff to talk about in Pet Cemetery. We have <laughs> so many things. All right. Well, the log line is as follows. After tragedy strikes, a grieving father discovers an ancient burial ground behind his home with the power to raise the dead. Go ahead. Just, it's setting it up. This movie, this movie is jacked start to finish. <laughs> yep. As, especially now as a parent, this movie, yeah. this movie raises more questions than I ever had on those, those initial watches where I was just like, oh no, this sucks. I'm scared. So now, Oh no, this is tragic and I hate this so much. Yeah. Yeah, that that will be a common theme today. I hated this movie so much yes. on the rewatch. I'm so like bummed out by it. Yeah. Not super scary. Just no. Really bummed out and sad. <laughs> yeah, just just very sad. Um but, you know, I asked I asked my wife, "Hey, you know, preparing for the podcast, I I'm going to have to watch a movie. I'm watching Pet Cemetery. Uh do you want to watch it?" And her response was a uh, Nice, steady, fuck no. And <laughs> she was not. So I watched this movie alone, which probably same. made it even worse. Yeah, same. Why don't Why don't we watch these together so we have someone to hold? Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> then on, on the days that we record, we'd be you know together until five a.m. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Dude, I'm just gonna move in here to the studio. Yeah, just do it. Come on, man. <laughs> Plen- plenty of room. I could fit maybe half of a twin bed in here. Dude, let's do that. Let's just put up a hammock. That's a great idea. That'd be so sick. <laughs> hammock corner. Hammock corner. <laughs> oh, this film was uh, directed by the fantastic Mary Lambert. And Mary has directed a million things. Yeah. So many music videos. So many like quintessential 80s and early 90s music videos. Um, and then a lot of TV stuff, not a ton of movies other than the 2011 uh, incredible hit Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Dude, you you got to mention that. That is at the top of the list. You know, yeah. it goes Madonna's Like a Prayer, then that one that you just mentioned, which I totally remember the name of. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mega, Mega Python Ana- there it is. versus Gatoroid. You should let me just go. Mega Anaconda versus Big Snake. What was it again? <laughs> Uh, Gatorade. Gatorade, there it is. There I go. like the blue one. Yeah. The blue one is actually d- deliciously underrated. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually have seen her B-52s retrospective. It's pretty great. And uh, that's about And she it. also directed your mom's favorite show. Everyone's mom's favorite show. Not your mom's favorite show. Right. Everyone's mom's favorite show. Blacklist. So. <laughs> every, every, every mom's favorite show. Yeah. They love that... Uh, that dude on the show, what's his name? Spencer? Spencer Kennedy? I think his name is Blacklist. Oh, Blacklist. Mr. Yeah. Blacklist. That's his name, Darren Blacklist. <laughs> uh, we've got some major players in this. First of all, uh, making an amazing appearance as the father, um, not the dad, but the priest is Mr. Stephen Mr. King Mr. Stephen himself. King, man. The, the man, the myth, the legend. Yep. He he wrote this uh, book, and he wrote the screenplay, Yeah, which is pretty neat. How that man is still alive is... <laughs> hey, someone must have put him in the damn pet cemetery, dude. They did. Someone did. When he got hit... <laughs> when he was hit by the car, someone ran his ass up that hill, which, that was that's a hike. That's a hike that's and a half. That's a hike, man. No way a, a zombie... I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's no way a zombie is carefully climbing down. They're just going to fall off that cliff and die. 
It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But that, anyway, that's, come on, Steven. That's for later. <laughs> uh, starring beyond Stephen Crawford, we're starring uh, Dale Midkiff, Mr. Lewis Creed. This with- guy, man, I, like. I this movie I saw so many times as a kid. Mm-hmm. So like, oh man, Dale Dale Mid Midcliff. Like this dude has to have been in everything. He's been in everything. And then you look and you go, you have not been in anything. <laughs> How? How? He's been in so many things you've never yeah. heard of. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> sorry. He has a like, great career. Yeah. <laughs> be on the podcast. Yeah. Exactly. I we mean, might, we might be able to get him on the podcast. We might be able to, man. Yeah, exactly. Same with Denise Crosby, Rachel yeah. Creed. Man, that woman wears a blazer. <laughs> she just wears a pantsuit so well. Dude, man, like out of the 80s. Right. Just straight out of the 80s and yeah. rocks it. Yeah, there's there's two people in this movie that, that you should give a shit about. Yes. N- number one is Fred Gwynn. Yes. The uh, Herman Munster Herman Munster is in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so... Don't go down that road. I meant to look up videos of him just talking just to see if that was an acting choice or if that's just if that's just his normal voice it's absolutely an acting choice i don't dude. i don't know dude it's an acting choice i think herman munster was an acting choice and this is actually how he sounded <laughs> this is it yeah he's just a new england weirdo <laughs> yeah uh and then the other one is miko hughes okay gage from kindergarten cop from dude. kindergarten cop exactly that's our little guy boys have a penis yeah, girls have a vagina. That was that's the little dude, and he did such a great job. And it's crazy, he's like aging before your eyes in yeah. this. At the beginning of the movie, he's in a diaper. By the end of the movie, he's murdering everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so can't wait to discuss it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you know, starring a bunch of other people that you know we don't need to talk about. Yeah, we're they not... did a great job for the movie. Yeah, way to go. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for your service. You got paid. The end. Yeah. We're talking about Fred Gwynn and Miko Hughes. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And that blazer. Yeah, and the blazer, the gray number that she wore 45 times. Um, yes. It, oh, God, it's a look. It's such a good look. It's such a good look, man. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, there's much to discuss. There was a remake, uh, which we all saw <laughs> as I was going to bring it up later. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we all saw it as friends. And as that's, dads. As dads. And... Gosh, who made fun of us? What if we all got emotional except for one of us and just someone laid into us? I think I don't remember which one of us, but yeah, someone was just Oh, what, I What what's wrong with you guys? They yeah. Like, yeah. You don't have a heart, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was it was our our dear sweet friend Aaron. Aaron was it was it Aaron okay. us because all of us, I don't know about you guys, but I was crying. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> cried. Yeah, I was crying seeing the new one. And uh yeah, I mean it's this this movie sucks. This, this I movie hate this movie. <laughs> I'm, Gabe, I'm sorry that I brought this to the table. Yeah, this bummed me the <laughs> shit out, Andy. I was so sad watching this movie. We got some shit to talk about, though. We do, we do. All right. We got some trauma. So there you go. This movie, you know, there. we talked about the players. We talked about what it is. Uh, you know, let's get into it, man. Andy, Dude. tell me who the hell let you watch this terrible movie. <laughs> Dude, and oh, my word, man. As a little kid, this movie scared the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. Same. It, Same. It, I, I want to point that out there. Like, on this rewatch, we'll get into it on the rewatch. Yeah. I don't think I was scared one time. This wasn't Freddy over again. I'm not worried about Gage coming out and <laughs> slicing me up with a scalpel. No. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm not worried about that. Going home last weekend or, or whenever it was, I was terrified that yeah. Freddie was going to pop out of the backseat of my car because I, you know, fell asleep on the drive home. <laughs> yeah. And now I've crashed, but I also have a, like a knife through my head. Yeah. 
Hey, ha! <laughs> and then he just ran away to the distance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just think it was a traffic accident. <laughs> but it was definitely Freddy. If I die, you guys, Freddy did it. Mm. Um, but no, so this movie on the rewatch, it wasn't, I wasn't scared. But as a kid, I was absolutely terrified of this movie. I want to point that out. That's yeah. where the real trauma of this movie is. Yeah. The, the idea of it was super scary. And the person that let me watch this so many times, probably, probably over this whole month, you guys, listeners, most of the answers are probably going to be like, dad, let me watch it. You know, just because yeah. that's how I got introduced to a lot of horror movies. My dad was a huge horror fan. Yeah. But this movie was very much a product of my mother letting us watch this. Yeah. What? And so my, your mom brought my, Swayze's buns to the table for yeah. Roadhouse. So she also brought Pet Cemetery. Growing up. My mom was a pretty avid reader. You know, my mom is the one who introduced me to the books of Tolkien because mm. we always had those because my mom was a hippie and hippies and Tolkien go together for some reason. Absolutely. Just Middle Earth and smoking so, that. So much. Yeah. So, so much smoking that weed. That, pipe, dude. Yeah. And so uh, Tolkien was always around when we were growing up. And my mom would also always read lots of things that were. Those sort of popcorn reads, the books of the time, the things that were popular. So Daniel Steele was always around. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mom books. Lots of lots of mm-hmm. mom books, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, with the exception of Mr. Stephen King. Stephen King, somehow, back then, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, today, he is still just a writer that is is fantastic. He... Yeah. He can weave a story that is unbelievable and he's been doing it so damn long that yeah. I don't understand, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I have one of his new ones over there on yeah. the shelf. Dude's it's incredible. He's prolific. It's it's insane. I don't understand the man's talent, you know? Right. It, it, he's the master of the craft. But Agreed. uh it was one of those things where Stephen King, especially when we were younger, he was the the master of horror, you know? Stephen yeah. King is the master of horror. For sure. Um when Evil Dead came out, yeah, they got his quote on the poster. He's yeah. he's he is just an icon, you know. He comes back around every couple of years. People refall in love with him. It when it came back out, you know, oh hey, Stephen King's the guy again. You know, we got to make sure that we all read it now. And you know, when just just all the time. So as a kid in the '90s, it seemed like if you wanted to see something scary, Stephen King was the guy to go to. He had the the TV show, it you know the series, oh, the, yeah. the the mini show, and uh, Cujo was out, mm-hmm. um, and he would always do these bad t- made for TV movies, the Langoliers, the Tommyknockers, yeah, and Stephen King was everywhere. So it was one of those things where my mom had read Pet Cemetery, and I remember the book. And it's one of those things, unfortunately, I, listeners, I've worked for many a book company in my life, so I can't remember the exact cover, but I want to say that Church, on the cover that my mom had, a big hardcover copy, had Church on it, you know? Yeah. And I just remember that damn cat being super terrifying. Um, and so it was one of those things where my mom, my mom wasn't a big fan of, like, horror movies, but if it was Stephen King, like... We need to make sure that we see this. Mm-hmm. So, in typical Andy fashion, though, you want to take a guess what one I saw first, though? Pet Cemetery 2. Pet Cemetery 2, for one reason. <laughs> it starred John Connor, right? There. <laughs> and so we saw that movie first because, you know, that was like 92, 93. We're a little bit older. Yeah. This movie came out in 89. I didn't see it right away. 
But it was one of those things where we had seen the sequel with Edward Furlong, and it's terrible, and Butnick's in it, and it's, I think it's Butnick. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, from Salute Your Shorts. Everyone look it up. You love it. I think he's in it. I'm pretty sure. Regardless, yeah. we saw that movie. It was horrible. And I remember my mom going, I remember that the book was scary, was really scary, you guys. So we went to the back to the, the little shop, went in there, and I remember the VHS copy of this movie. And it has the jogger, which I don't have it written down right now, the jogger's name. Um, anyway. Um, pack out. But the jogger, where it's just a split, and all you see of his face is just like his bloody face at the top of it. Yes. And I remember thinking like, oh, gosh, what is this movie, Mom? She's like, let's go ahead and rent this movie. <laughs> this is going to be scary. Pascal, Pascal. 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 So we rent the movie. We take it home, and we all watch it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. See? Okay. So yeah. it just it's creepy as heck. Well, you'll see it on the Instagram and everything, you guys. It's it's just a super creepy cover, and I remember going, I don't like this. Please, maybe we shouldn't watch this. So we bring it home, and we watch it. And that image, there's a couple things that really stick out with this movie for me. Number one is Pascal the Jogger. Yes. The most terrifying ghost thing ever you know he, but he's so nice he is so he on the rewatch yeah, <laughs> yeah he is so nice but in my memory of this movie mm-hmm. if i was gonna write notes and everything and it's one of those things i've i've read the book i've seen the remake not too long ago yeah. i know what his point in the movie is but if i was gonna go like what i remember as a kid that dude is a bad guy and he's like trying to hurt everybody and yeah. he just keeps popping up like as a a ghost a figure yeah that is trying in to, your house in your house yeah. and like no that's not what he's doing no, that is what he was in my mind. So I yeah. uh, see in this movie, he gets hit by the car. I, I remember at the time, like just assuming like he's mad at the doctor because he couldn't save him. Mm. And now he's going to haunt him forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that dude was definitely a, a creature of nightmares. Yeah. He has no reason to be. He, he, I mean, he's a ghost with his, a go- his brains, brains hanging, hanging out. out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But in like the larger narrative story, he's trying to right. help him the whole time. Yeah, exactly. You just gotta forget about the blood and the brains and yeah. the fact that he's dead. Yeah, exactly. But you just gotta listen to those good ghosts. You know, he's trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> so of course there is him, and then the bigger thing that terrified me as a kid is of course Gage. Gage mm. as a little kid. Maybe it fits into that pocket game that we talked about on the Gremlins episode of just little things trying to kill you. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I fit in the Chucky thing. Gage, he's not in the movie long. No. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the rewatch. There's a lot of story in this movie. But the scary stuff where Gage comes back in my mind and in this movie and in my memories is the most terrifying little kid and he, he was the point of this movie. Like he's just going around killing everybody. The ghost yeah. is going around haunting the entire movie, <laughs> and Gage is going around just slicing everybody up for the whole ninety minutes of this movie. <laughs> totally not what happens, right? Yeah. But that is what I took away and held on to on those nights when you're trying to sleep and you wake up and it's three in the morning and you're like, "Oh no, I can't fall back asleep." Yeah. Gage is gonna get me. Yeah. The jogger's gonna come out, <laughs> and I'm just gonna see his brains. No, 
This can't be happening. Damn you, mother. Damn you for bringing Stephen King's excellent writing into our house. Yeah, excellent writing. Why would you do this to us? Why would you curse us with these these thoughts and these memories? And Why couldn't this just be a, a harmless story where all the children have group sex at the end? <laughs> yeah. Like it. Like a real Stephen King book. We're just all going to bang it out. <laughs> That's real, by the way. So, guys, <laughs> you haven't read it. If you haven't read it, they 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 don't put it in any of the movies. Which you can't put it in. Any yeah, of the you mo- can't. <laughs> There's no way to even make it like non-graphic. There's this no is, way. It's just everyone Unless, working on it would be arrested. <laughs> it just it goes to a fade out of just <laughs> uh, Beverly. I think is her name. Just sitting there like, and then we all banged, and then it goes back to the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just she's like, and then remember when. All of you had sex with me? And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cocaine anyway. is a hell of a drug. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how does he get his great ideas? <laughs> Magic does. Yeah. The same thing that kept James Cameron going on the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are the two biggest things that just absolutely stuck with me. Yeah. From this movie. Yeah. Um, and from the book. The book the the book. We're not talking about the book, but the books, likewise, those two things are super scary. And then, of course, the the sister with uh, spinal spinal meningitis, Dude. the most terrifying of all the diseases. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh. Just that's my thing yeah that's 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 what got me with this movie when I was a kid. <laughs> so that that's kind of the who of it, and that was really just what stuck out to me is. Pascal just constantly popping up every which way. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where I'm just I, I see, I'm thinking about him now and now I'm getting scared. Yeah. I, I talked <laughs> I talk shit and now I'm scaring myself. He's gonna pop up in that window over there. I know. He's I should gonna, actually close he's it. He's gonna be like, Andy, don't worry about anything. <laughs> Everything is all right. I'd be yeah. like, No. Yeah. He's just like Here's winning lottery numbers, Andy. Andy, you're a good person. Winning lottery numbers for you. Go back to hell where you came from. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible to shoot a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw an axe at it. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, where's your medical scalpel? Yeah. Oh, it's right over here in this beautiful <laughs> case. <laughs> this beautiful velvet box. Yeah, this red velveteen lining. <laughs> of course. Slice, slice, slice. Yeah. It's not working on the ghost. I'm I'm no doctor, but I've known a couple. And if it's if there's one thing that's a universal truth with doctors is that they always have the one scalpel they use for all <laughs> their procedures, and it's just beautiful. It's a thing to behold. It's beautiful. It's it's like it's like all our friends that are chefs and they have their knives. Oh yeah, and for they sure. just they wrap them up and they keep them very nice and everything, and they're mm-hmm. sharpening them every night and everything. Yeah, every night before they go to bed. Every it's a routine. Doctors are the exact same way. Yeah. Scalpels. Exactly. They keep in that nice ass box, dude. So nice. God, damn. Man. Damn, dude. Wonder how much that box cost. Oh, dude. I'm... Probably more than the scalpel. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Let's that's be how honest. They, that's how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go like, oh man, this guy's a new doctor. He just graduated from doctor school. We see this bitch coming. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be four hundred dollars for the case. And the scalpel's only three ninety nine. No, yeah. But four hundred dollars is the you case. You wanna keep it nice, right? Yeah. You don't want to be in surgery and you hit, you know, a bone or something. You want it to go right through. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where people are gonna look at the case right before the surgery and they're gonna be like, That's a that's a quality surgeon. <laughs> that's the guy. Anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> that's my story. 
that's what I'm scared of and traumatized of this. Yeah. Thanks a lot, mother. You're a great mom. Kids don't don't parents don't let your kids watch anything. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Haven't we learn nothing. Watch nothing. Don't watch anything ever. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Gabe, well, what about you, good sir? Who let you watch this? Same, same. Mom let me watch this. My mom was very similar to your mom growing up where <clears throat> where she read like everything yep. and um, uh, certainly all the stuff of the day. And she m- mom loved like Stephen King more than anybody yeah. and, and Dean Koontz and all, all mm-hmm. those dudes. So like she would finish a book probably from like the age of 10 on, like when she would finish a book, she'd give it to me. And she'd be like, oh, this one's really scary. She didn't give me it. I didn't read it till I was 14. Yeah. Because uh, she was like, that one's going to mess with you. <laughs> like, that one's going to mess you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she was right. But, uh, I mean, yeah, no, like I read like uh, Salem's Lot. Yeah. Um, and Carrie and Cujo. I read Cujo when I was probably 10. I think that was like the first one that I read. Um, so, yeah, so I read all these books. And his books, dude, you're so right. Like, dude's master of horror. He's amazing. His books are so good yeah. and so scary and so just, I mean, I love that Stephen King takes you on this walk. Like, yes. It's, in, you know, you could be like, and then the, the dog jumped and bit them in the throat and they died. Instead, he's like, it was the summer of 1968. There it is, and yeah. And on the radio, Steely Dan was playing and, you know, Steely Dan is reminiscent of the bar in Tulsa, Dude. the bar where Henry lived. And Henry enjoyed a good drink, you know? Like, and that's that what he good. does. He walks us around. Uh, dude, I've read so you, much Stephen King. You must also write, Gabe. That was very good. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate uh-huh. it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. So mom was like hardcore into that. So yeah. um, uh, it was one of the things where I think the first Stephen King movie I saw was actually The Shining. Um, yeah. And that movie would have messed with me, but I didn't understand it. Yeah, like it was scary. It's it's eerie, but like it it I just didn't. I was too little. It's I also get it. It, it's also a Kubrick movie, so it's one of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, mean, I'm thirty seven, thirty eight. How fucking old? I'm, don't look at me. I'm an old man now. <laughs> and I, maybe I still don't understand that movie, like yeah. all his movies. Yeah, good point. Uh, Signs of a good director. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you don't understand their work at all, they're genius. Oh, artistic. <laughs> I'm the problem, not them. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, anyone that's losing their mind right now because of the jokes we're making about Kubrick. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she uh, she told me to she told me to she like said, oh, let's watch this movie. Like you read that book, right? And I was probably yeah, like eleven, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah, like oh you know? yeah, so yeah, I was about yeah. the same. Yeah, I yeah, was about I was eleven. I think I forgot to mention. Yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, you know, oh, you read this? Like, let's let's watch it. The type of thing where, like, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, we did have a VCR, um, you know, and we rented a million movies. But I think it was the type of deal where maybe when this one was released, it kind of went under the radar. Yeah. So we like discovered it after the fact. And my Absolutely, mom was like, yeah. oh, we should watch this. Because I have a very vivid memory of that same box where you see like, you know, the the dude's brain and, and you're like, what is this insane movie? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so scary. And it was weird. My, you know, I don't have as, as, as good of a, a story as you, but I just remember... My mom put it on, and I was, like, in the kitchen getting some stuff. And my dad hates horror movies. Oh, so, shoot. Okay. Yeah, so I remember him, like, walking out of the bedroom. He worked, he worked nights. So, like, 
he walked out of the bedroom and was like, what are you watching? And I, I just like vividly remember like I'm in the kitchen and him like asking mom like, what are you watching? And her saying a thing and he's like, oh, hell no. And he like, <laughs> he left. So he's like, I'm not watching that. Oh yeah, I hated, hated scary movies. And uh, I'm like in the kitchen and my mom like started the movie and I remember her being like, maybe you shouldn't watch this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, what? No, I want to watch this. And she's like, no, maybe you shouldn't. And yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, what if I like start watching and if it gets too scary, I'll like go in the other room. So I distinctly remember like watching this movie next to the my mom on the couch and I was like doing something else. Okay. So I didn't pay close attention because the only thing that sticks out that when I think back as a kid, the only thing that really sticks out to me is the sister Zelda. Yeah. And that scared the shit out of me so much that I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't watch the rest of this. It was like a similar thing when I had with Child's Play. I, yeah. I lasted about 30 minutes and I was like, uh-uh, I'm out. And I like went into my room and played. <laughs> See you later, bye. Yeah, and that's what it was. I was like, not doing this. Can't, no, can't do it. Uh, so yeah, so I, I, I stuck in probably, what is that, like you know, 40 minutes 40 when minutes, we finally yeah. see her, and I'm just like, nope, can't do this, I'm out. So that was my initial watch of it, and that was mom. And I <laughs> did, uh, and then it it like it went through the family. So when I was at grandparents, at, at grandma and grandpa's, and my uncles, they were watching Pet Cemetery one Saturday when I was over, and I remember everyone was out in the living room watching this movie. And it was creepy and gnarly. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just like go in the other room. But it was a small house and it was a dark house. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I'm not going to play in their creepy room by myself. Or like my sister was so little, she was probably taking a nap or something. I'm just like, eh, I don't like, this is awful. So they watched that movie and I sat behind the couch and played with my like G.I. Joe's or something. And I just, yeah. And that's when I saw Gage. It was actually my grandparents' yeah. house when I saw him like slashing everyone up. And ever since, uh, you know, you have to look under a bed. It's like, what the hell? Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Forever. Ruined everything. Yeah. Just, ah. So did it, did it carry anything with you? Like, do you actually, you know, do you look under beds or do you freak out or anything? Or are you just so afraid of, of back problems? I'm, <laughs> I'm just always afraid that I'm going to get, no. Actually, one of those things with, with having a son and <laughs> having a son, something I thought about was like, oh my gosh. It is going to, and it's, it is scary. I've talked about it many times. My son is still the worst sleeper. And most nights I have to go get him. (laughs) Early on, I was, it popped in my brain. Those first nights when he would scream at everything in the middle of the night, like, oh my gosh, I got to go in and get him. What if this is all ploy? And he's just going to be like, oh yeah, daddy play with me. And he's just going to get sliced in the face. (laughs) He's just going to give me the Joker smile. Or he's going (laughs) to pick you up and hang you from the attic. Just so strong. These kids. (laughs) Yeah. Kids are stronger back then. You know, that's way stronger back then. They were, they had more iron and uh, lead to eat. It was in the water. (laughs) It was in the water. man. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, like that kind of stuck with me, which is all a weird thing to say. But you're going into a room that is dark and there's screams in the room. That is just scary anyway. I don't, oh, yeah. ca- I don't care how you cut it. Yeah. We're, you can be tough all you want. You can be a loving parent. Deep down in the, the, the lizard brain of it all, you are scared to go in there because someone's going to slice you with a medical-grade scalpel. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a common fear that <laughs> yeah. everyone has. Let's just admit it. That's what we all have. If you, if you, if you can't admit that, you are lying to yourself, and that's fine. And you, you're a bad parent. And you're a bad parent. 
I embrace it and I still go in. <laughs> I welcome the, or I don't welcome. I am ready for the fact that my kid is going to kill me probably one day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're asking for it. You and your wife are both surgeons and you carry, <laughs> you flaunt those damn little boxes, those, those cool little cases. I paid for it. I'm going to show it off. That's true. Yes. <laughs> you got to get your money's worth. You got to get your money's worth, my friend. It's like a wedding dress, ladies. Am I right? Like, you got to wear it every couple of months. Just wear it in the yard. Oh, man. You know, gardening. Man, something else that I was going to mention. The the very first book that I checked out from the library mm-hmm. as, like, on my own. Like you the know, public library? Public no, the library, library. Yeah, okay. public library. Yeah. I remember it. I went down to the library. And I checked out the book, The Dark Half, uh, which is a Stephen mm-hmm. King yeah. book. And I remember the librarian kind of looking at me like, are you allowed to read this? And I'm like, yeah, my mom reads Stephen King all the time. And mm-hmm. so then I read it. And have you read The Dark Half? I have not. It's it's fine. It's it's like 90s Stephen King and everything like that. Yeah. It's, it's an okay book and everything. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was reading that, it was like, I think that was the first Stephen King book that I ever read, mm-hmm. thinking it was like, the best book that I ever read. Just yeah. like, this is insane. Yeah. I love this. And then I reread it a couple years ago and I'm like, this book kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this isn't that good. Stephen. Yeah. Was- a great story. Stephen King is fantastic for writing a story. Doesn't always land the landing. Um, the ending, I mean, land yeah. the ending, but man, he, he can craft a story, but sometimes it just kind of pitters out and you're like, uh, and then all the kids, fuck each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> or they were aliens the whole the time, whole time. <laughs> yeah he's like what no. he's like i gotta go i got another book to write yeah he's just, i don't have time for this bullshit my editor's <laughs> on me for the other one <laughs> there is no there is no time to waste <laughs> chapter one <laughs> yeah exactly gotta get, gotta get going <laughs> yeah there was nothing more satisfying uh then you're in homeroom and everybody else is reading Goosebumps and yeah. you pull out, you know, Stephen King. Yeah. You're like, okay, children, I'm going to read this and not get 40% of the references because yeah, exactly. they're about grizzled adults. You know, <laughs> just seen some shit. Especially that book. It was all about like him and like his alternate personality because he would write as Richard Bachman and stuff. And that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of like what the book's doing. And I didn't understand any of that. I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. There was an F word and these Whoa. people have sex in this, up yeah. in, this, in this chapter. I don't understand this book, yeah. but I'm reading it. Yeah. What's alimony? Why is he so mad? <laughs> Why are all these books set in Maine? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck's wrong with this guy? Maine sucks. I know. My first time going to Maine, I was a little creeped out. I was <laughs> oh, like, shit, okay. I was like, dude, this, this, is the, this is where it all happens. This is where this it is happens. This is where it all is. Oh, I was creeped out the entire time. I did not have a good time. It was a work trip, so it sucked anyway, but I was so uncomfortable dude that's a stephen king book right there that's i know I'm... i know exactly yeah i Do you uh, look over and he's popping out of like a bush like just looking at you and writing notes i might have yeah i did this see that character i was this, the guy that hit him with this, my van this is a great character yeah <laughs> i saw that asshole jogging i was like no i'm gonna do the world a service and take you out you can't just, mess up kids anymore dude he, he just came back stronger i know someone wrapped him in a in a blanket and took his ass up to the top of a hill <laughs> Andy, Damn McMacs. <laughs> the old McMack Indians. Andy, uh, this thing, I will tell you the trauma that I got from this going forward is only the under the bed stuff. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the like, oh, I, I still yeah. have to do it half the time. Yeah. And I hate that I'm a, I'm a grown man with children 
and a mortgage, but I still do that. Man, you know what? I haven't checked under a bed in a while, mm. but that's because we keep a lot of shit under our oh, beds. Same, <laughs> so my friend. There's same. No, there is no way. If, if, if someone or some child is hiding under our bed, there would be a pile of shit somewhere in our room, and I don't see any of that, so no <laughs> yeah. one's under our bed. Yeah, I'm all good. All the Legos are out from under my kid's bed, and yeah. <laughs> oh shit, someone's under there. <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere that they would have put any of that. Right, yeah, and, and I'm just talking exclusively hotels at this oh. point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, remember that movie with, uh, what's his name, Tim Robbins, where it's like four four rooms? Yeah. I'm always afraid that there's going to be a hooker in my bed <laughs> under the mattress. Just buried there? Yeah. So uh, If you were Antonio Banderas, isn't it in that one? Yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's my story about hotels. That's something that pops in my head. All the time. We'll get to that movie on another episode. Yeah, exactly. We need to do that. Okay. <laughs> we talked about uh, our trauma and the stories leading up to it. We rewatched this movie. We did. Andy, you have three pages of notes. <laughs> I'm not going to read them all. I'm going to do my best not to read everything <laughs> word for word. Um, but very first thing, I'm starting with the beginning of the movie. If, if your movie starts with a children's choir, and if you like a children's choir in general, you are 100% a serial killer, and I do not trust you for a single second. Yeah, you need to be admitted. <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> you, you have mental problems. If, and listeners, if you have a, on vinyl, especially on vinyl, because they don't print that on CD anymore. No. But you're going out and hunting down children's choir vinyl and just playing that for fun, take a look at yourself. See what's going on. With your past and everything, call the authorities because you Just go are, right to jail. You are an absolute serial killer. Kids yeah. are scary. Why are you listening to them sing? It's, it's spooky, <laughs> spooky right from the first frame. It really is. I hate it. I hate it. I hate this movie so much. I hate much. this movie so much, man. I'm, we're gonna get into it in all our notes and everything. I went from being super scared and then rewatching this movie now and just being incredibly bummed out. Yes. But this entire movie, yeah. this entire movie is a bummer. And I don't know why I thought it was going to be different <laughs> after we all sat in a movie theater as adults and cried. No, I dreaded <laughs> watching this for this episode. I was like, damn it, I don't want to watch I this. Don't, why did we do this? I thought, I will tell you listeners for a second, I thought maybe I can just phone it in. Maybe I won't rewatch it. Because I've seen it, so I could just like talk, to, speak to it, and then I was like, "No, I need to suffer for my art." Yes, so I can be able to take notes and tell you all about it. Third note: I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle. I hate, I hate this, this movie. <laughs> see, man, <laughs> I looked down again to look at my notes, and this movie goes, and they're starting off. They move to this new house that I'm pretty sure the doctor just. Bought without talking to anybody. He's like, hey, I got a new job. We're moving. Yes. You don't need to see the place. Yeah. This hey, was like the, uh, an 80s dad move. Yeah. And like everything is just like, yep, we, I bought a house. I just called someone and bought a house. I got a great deal on it because <laughs> semi trucks speed through our front lot. <laughs> I got a great deal. I got a hell of a deal. It's 500 acres. It's a gorgeous farmhouse. And it's on this sleepy little road where it... I think it's oil tankers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drive at 800 miles an hour I, through Maine. I don't know yeah. Maine. Like, isn't Maine just like? Isn't that just where like crab and stuff are? Like, 
<laughs> I, I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse my ignorance. <laughs> there are no other. <laughs> there are no other goods or services. The people of Maine do not need an infrastructure or anything. It's just Maine is crabs and things yeah right there. yeah it's all yeah. crab meat and like it's just crab stuff yeah there's claws and shit yeah when know? i was there it was wall-to-wall crabs everywhere there's, there's am i wrong like it's, crab ca- you're absolutely wrong it's fuck. an actual town where or it's, a, it's a town it's a state that's a bi- that's as yeah. big as a town like <laughs> it's as big as a town that's let's true. be honest and they have crab and that's what these fucking trucks they're trying to haul this crab <laughs> they're trying to haul all this crab they're like, <laughs> to, to they're like the, we got to get into a different state <laughs> to meet the needs of the country we got to haul all this crab from Maine <laughs> <laughs> there's so much fucking crab everywhere you got to put it in these tanker trucks and drive this shit out as fast as you can Get another one back here immediately. <laughs> the guy's on the dispatch. He's just like, "All right, you're in, you're in California. Get your ass back here as fast as you can. We gotta fill it up. We are to our, our eyes and crap. We had a killer week. We gotta be ahead of schedule. Yeah. Opposite, we're behind again. Yeah. These crabs keep multiplying. We're in Maine. There's crabs everywhere. everywhere. Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> it's the story is so much better when you picture the fucking guys driving the trucks and they're just like i gotta get this crab out of here i gotta get these crabs out and they're just gunning it they're just they're looking over their shoulder it's a it's a closed tank but they're just like these crabs are coming they're getting out if i don't Claws get them, and shit yeah. coming out oh my gosh <laughs> I'm not a big fan of crab, man, you know? I'm not a big fan for seafood. Give me a burger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I know uh, what's going on. Uh, Fred Gwynn didn't kill Gage. Crabs did. Crabs did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's get back. Yeah. Woo! Oh, that was oh, a good one. Okay. Good. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed that. <laughs> um, uh, cats are creepy. yeah great note yeah cats are creepy kids are creepy judd is creepy dude yes thank you for saving my kid from the street thank you for picking him up but please do not ever touch my child again yeah get the hell away from all of us yeah i we've just moved in my wife is seeing the house for the very first time we need to do some decorating plans (laughs) like i don't need you coming around here telling me about a damn pet cemetery no that was the best that he's like well, that's for a different day. Uh, why don't you all get dressed? And tomorrow we'll go on a nice walk and I'll tell you all about what it means to bury animals when they die. <laughs> <laughs> this dude who, Judd, man, what a character where he like is just all about like, I want to show you something. I'm not going to try to do the voice. I was going to try to for a second. You heard it. I want to show you guys something that's really kind of innocent. Hey, you know what? It's not so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I buried my dog. Hey, you know what? We actually, someone buried somebody up here. We had to go kill him. You know, like he, he could have told, he could have avoided everything here if he was just straightforward, like off the bat. Like, yeah, hey, exactly. Don't fucking go up there. Like, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, the path, what he, what he should have done is like, oh, you know, that actually goes into this landfill area and it's like actually really dangerous and dirty. 
what you guys should do is go literally anywhere else yeah. because that place is not good. And the end. And then everyone's happy. Everyone's and, happy. And they, they're in Maine and they're just yeah, eating crab. They're just eating crab all day. They're just so just just <laughs> dipping it in butter. They're just loving life. I, I'm sorry that I've hijacked this episode with crab. It's okay because now I'm just picturing like everyone's just like shirtless, just like dipping whole crabs and they're just eating them, just having a great time, just, just laughing. Just man, just don't go over that. Don't go over that wall right there. What's yeah. over there? Crab. <laughs> yeah, there's more crab. Oh shit, man! I can't eat it fast enough. I don't want to go see more crabs. Pitchy. <laughs> Off the rails. Sorry, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Um, so <laughs> so they, they go up to the pet cemetery. and They're hanging out there. Everyone's having a great time looking at all the dead animals and everything. Yeah. And the mom gets, like, upset. Like, I can't believe that we're up here. Like, this is awful. I didn't know we were going to come up here. And Judd and Lewis share a glance from each other like, my fucking wife like <laughs> yeah can you believe this bitch she doesn't like death oh, I, <laughs> I am so sorry about this they share this look where it's just like they do this fucking bitch like can you believe this we're out here on a nice day walk <laughs> looking at the damn pet cemetery <laughs> yeah like normal people yeah this this totally innocent sweet moment where you know I know my daughter's over there literally crying <laughs> because yeah. you're talking about, you know, pets dying. Yeah. But, you know, the little boy, he's, to, he's so little. He doesn't even get it. It's so innocent. He's hes climbing on headstones. It's so cute. It, it would be great. He, he, there's, hey, you know what? Pick up some of these uh, uh, tags, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the dog tags and everything. Yeah. We could take these home, put we them in a box. We could take these. These are ours now. These are ours, guys. <laughs> it's technically on our property. That is true. <laughs> 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 oh man oh so uh, next next thing that i got is you know he's he's a doctor at the college i'm really not sure what his job is like he's, yeah he's a full-fledged doctor on the college campus or anything so much so that like this kid has been this jogger has been hit by a car hit by one of the giant crab trucks yeah and his brains are everywhere they don't i guess this town doesn't have a hospital that they can call. So they just take him to the college. They drag his body across campus through the quad. <laughs> this kid is dead already. Like, there's no yeah, they're, way. They're, and they're carrying him around. Like, no just, one's got him on anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, the trauma that his body is just going through. And they just they flop him on a counter. And they do some compression on him for, like, five seconds. And the doctor, being a doctor, is like, this guy's already dead. I'm just gonna talk to it for like. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, you all leave, and I'll pretend that I'm doing doctor just, shit. But I'm just gonna talk to this guy about like, does he know about what the winning lotto numbers are or anything? Because like this dude has been dead for 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you dragged his body <laughs> from yeah. the road to here. Yeah. If anyone's ever been on a college campus, that's at least a 15 minute <laughs> stroll to wherever the the medical center is on campus. Oh yeah. So sure. <laughs> this guy has been dead. For 30 minutes. Yeah. He, there's nothing he could do. But for some reason, Pascal just thinks like, hey, you tried to save me. You tried to be a good guy. I'm going to give you all the wisdom of the universe now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got your back now, buddy. Like, yeah. I'm going to be your guide. Yeah. But before he does that, he comes back to life for a <laughs> second to scare the shit out of everyone. 
yeah. And like speak in a slurred, like wispy voice, and and give him that line about men's hearts are a are, they're like soil, a or gravelly something. soil. I I had to turn on rocks. I had to turn on closed caption uh-huh. because I was like, what the fuck did he say? And I had to rewind it. I was like, that's those that. That was an incomplete sentence. Like, he yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> well, he suffered head trauma. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And I just wrote, Ugh, is that his brain? <laughs> it's so gross. Like, it is, yeah. Number one. Never mind. He was a jogger. I was going to say he needs to be wearing a helmet. Y'all should be wearing helmets. <laughs> you should be wearing a helmet. I don't run. <laughs> yeah. If I did, well, so I, I, you bet your ass I'd be wearing a helmet if I had those crab trucks just <laughs> blasting past me every day. You got to stay in your damn house on this. On yeah. This, those trucks. <laughs> yeah. They're they're a danger. Did you notice when Pascal shows up in his house? And I'm sorry if I'm like cutting anything no, off. No, man. Let's, let's do this. But because, uh, you know, my, my notes are in chronological order, too. And... Did you notice that when Lewis is wo- is is woken and goes on his journey with Pascal in the night, which he thinks is a, a dream, he's wearing scrubs? Yes. Doctors don't sleep in their scrubs. That shit is just like these are the germs <laughs> and blood of the day. I take I was, it off and I change. No, he's he's sleeping comfy in his scrubs in I, bed. I was trying to figure that out, but in no no way it doesn't make sense either way. No, he's not wearing them from the day because they're covered in blood. Right, and he's not gonna. He's not doing like the. <laughs> I did this when I was in junior high, where I'd be like, "I'm gonna get a fresh start in the day. I'm gonna wear my clothes to bed, yeah, so that I wake up and I'm ready to go." <laughs> I did that a couple times yeah. too. So I'm, he's not doing that because that doesn't make any damn sense. Because right, he's carrying all those germs now to the high. Like I don't. That doesn't work either. No, so it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody's doing that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scrubs just, are really uncomfortable. They just wanted to remind you, in case you forgot that he couldn't save that guy. Absolutely. Five minutes ago. Hey, he's a doctor. Look, he's wearing scrubs. Yeah, they're like, what? What would? What would a doctor wear as pajamas? Like scrubs, right? Scrubs. They, are. Just, they just like wear them all day, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That <laughs> put, good. put it. Put them on. Yeah, it's totally fine. I don't think this makes sense, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and man, yeah. <laughs> how how eighties is it too? Like Pascal, uh, you know, being like the grizzly dead ghost that comes back. It's like I feel that was a trope that was used. the The one that came to mind was American Werewolf in London. You oh know, yeah, like where his buddy's just like dead and awful the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this, that, no I man, just thought, like yeah, that's a thing. Like the, the, the dead have, best like, friend. The, yeah, the dead best friend, just like the dead ghosty guy that comes and hangs out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, gosh. I, I want to. It's on like the tip of my tongue. Where I want to say it's something like in like the Jim Carrey vampire movie. I think there's something like that too in that one. Or yeah, it's maybe in, it's in that or uh, or uh, Fright Night. Fright Night. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, you know what? It, it's in the '80s. There's yes. always dead best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were all. <clears throat> they were all either styles or dead. Yeah. There was no middle ground. <laughs> yeah. There's no. Yeah. Nothing in between. <laughs> So the next morning, um, church gets hit by a car. Yes. And like any good neighbor, you call up your neighbor and you say, hey, come over here and get your fucking dead cat off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have some trouble today. Uh, your cat is all stuck to my uh, the, the frost on the, on the lawn. Huh? <laughs> Damn it, Gabe. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did it. There we are. They literally peel the cat. 
off. Oh, it's, it's so gross. That's a real dead cat, right? Oh yeah, it they, was the, yeah. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. <laughs> that was a real dead cat. And if it wasn't, at the end, it's absolutely a dead <laughs> <Yeah>. cat. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Micmacs, man. <laughs> the Micmacs and me. They're um, the Micmacs and me. Yeah. Um, there, there has to be a better place to bury bodies, man. Like to to set up a burial ground, ground like all all the way up there. Like there's only one route to get to that damn burial ground. Like is over the hills and far away. Like <laughs> yeah. what the hell, man? There's not a road you can drive up. Yeah, on the backside of that thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> the early uh the, the the early people the micmacs um which uh, is real by the way yes. which is crazy it just seems uh they don't spell it the way they spell it in the closed captioning no. but, but they're it's, like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i was like micmac and me yeah, yeah. I, I had that joke in my head too but yeah so i mean first of all you're the revelation that the villain in this is Judd. Yeah. Judd is the guy who brings about the downfall of everyone. So Judd is the villain. That's why he lives alone in his house because I'm sure he did the same thing, killed his kids, or the kids were killed by a crab truck, of course. Absolutely. And then he buries them and he's like, oh, shit. But yeah, so he goes, "I'm all right, I'm going to show you. And they go climb over this giant... Bunch of nonsense, just fallen yeah. timber and all that stuff. They climb over it, and then it's like a forty-five mile walk yeah. hike, and then up this giant thing, and there's, then that's where it is. The Micmacs, there's no way no. in hell they did that, and there's also no way like that. Lewis, well, all right, I'll, I'll step back even one more, one more uh, level. There's no way that Judd could have made that trek there's <laughs> like, no he'd be so winded the dude stopped every five minutes for a smoke like there's no way he could have done that he would have walked and been like you know what this is too far you know fuck this uh <laughs> we're gonna go back to my house and have a couple of brewskis and yeah and we're gonna play some poker and you're gonna tell your daughter her cat's dead then yeah <laughs> you know? like a normal person yeah exactly yeah, yeah. sometimes drinking beer is better yeah sometimes drinking beer is better oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah oh uh, yeah <laughs> Not that road. So yeah, that, it was insane. It was so far, it's and then, so... and then it's it's completely obvious. If you're a zombie and you're like shuffling while you walk, they would have fallen off of that thing because you had to climb down. That was like that's some major traversing. You yeah. would have fallen and just broken your neck and died, and then that's the end. That's of the you. end. <laughs> so the thought that Gage can dig out of that. But you know what, man? We saw you already mentioned he has that superhuman strength. He does have that superhuman. Maybe they're just like spider manning down. Oh, maybe just, just jumping down there, like C- CGI ghost. You know what? In the new one, there should have been like a CGI moment where like the daughter comes back and she's like grudge walking. Yeah, through. she's grudge. Yeah, spider crawling down yeah. the thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. what happens. Okay, makes okay. sense. I'm sorry, but Judd should have died on his way down. Yeah, Judd definitely should have died just normally. Yeah, but he just falls and just cracks his skull. Yeah, you have to bury your own cat. You gotta, you gotta bury your own. And oh shit! I, I just go. Oh shit! Ah. Oh no, Judd's dead. <laughs> Judd's dead. I guess he's way too heavy. I'm not bringing him up here. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I'm not going to finish this. I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink some of those brewskis. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have his brewskis. <laughs> <laughs> what a neighbor. Yeah. You know what, man? I don't know any of my neighbors that well that I'm going to go over there and just drink a couple brewskis and then have them teach me how to bury my daughter's cat, you know? That's that happen. That is a sim that that is that is a telling sign uh that we are living in just the worst time period ever because and, and that California is a bad place to grow up and a bad place to live because when you're going through something like a cat dying, you you and I both know we can't count on our neighbors. I have great neighbors. I love my neighbors. Yeah. I can't count on any of them to invite me over to their home while I neglect my wife and children and have a couple of cold brewskis yeah. and for them to impart any kind of like zombie rituals to me. None of them would do that. None of them. It just, it takes a village. And you know what? Here in Southern California, that village, it's, it's getting smaller and smaller. You know, you just, you, you work with what you have and your neighbor's just not a part of it anymore. You know, I know it's We're, so sad. We, we, these kids today, they're glued to their TikToks. Oh, they're glued to their phones. Everyone's, Guys, there's a whole world out there. Keep, pick your head up from your phone sometime. Look out there. See that there's zombie burial crowds that you can be sharing with your family and your friends. You could be telling all your loved ones. Don't be sad that your grandmother passed away. Dig her, her up, up and take her to a zombie burial ground. Notice how we're saying zombie burial ground instead of Indian <laughs> burial ground over and over and over there again. There we go, man. Ancient burial grounds. It's a zombie burial ground. It's a zombie burial ground, yeah. Damn, Micmacs. I've always said how much I can't stand them. I was always a more of a Chumash sort of person. So. Really? Yeah, I'm a Navajo guy yeah, myself. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Uh, nothing ruins a, a, a bath quite like a like a dead rat <laughs> or a dead cat for that matter, you know? Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> missed opportunity to not just like have him be like soaping up his dong and <laughs> then the cat throws <laughs> it in like. See, if I were directing this, that's what I would have done. I would have been like, okay, now hang on. It'd be really funny if you were just soaping up your balls. Right you know, here's now. the thing. Your your family's away. You're gonna beat one off real quick. You know, you've had a you had a rough day. You've had a rough day climbing up this mountain and shit, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Soap it up. You're so tired. You're so tired. You're ready to go to bed. That's gonna help you. Yeah. Relieve that tension. He's about to nut it out. Dead rat falls in. Yeah, and there's no way he lets the cat live. If he's there scrubbing his balls and yeah. a cat throws a dead rat in the thing, he's going to get up and he's going to choke that cat yeah. to death. <laughs> He's going to be like, you get out of here, you. <laughs> but I love the, the, the joke of him like, you know, get out of here. And then he like, as he's chasing the yeah. church off, he steps on the rat and he's like, youch. <laughs> It made me laugh out loud. It's such a little 80s gag, too. It is. <laughs> it's just like, ah, he stepped on the rat. What a dipshit. It's like, we didn't need that. <laughs> hey, did you have the note of, uh, you're a doctor. Why wouldn't you put up a fucking fence? I don't understand. <laughs> like, so much of this movie could be solved by fences. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what, don't you come over, here's my card, I put up fences. Yeah. The end. <laughs> I'm the most successful man in this town. Yeah, exactly. Well, apart from the crab drivers. Yeah, apart from the crab drivers, they, they make $15 an hour. <laughs> I make 13 <laughs> Yeah, a fence. I was just yeah. like, dude. Put up a fence. Put up a fence. Put up a fence. Yes. You, you go to a place, 
you see that wow it's it's beautiful and scenic and amazing but man this road is just really dangerous i have small children oh i know i'll put up a fence <laughs> i'll put up a fence <laughs> yeah credits roll yeah credits roll at the end <laughs> sheena was a punk rocker yeah <laughs> exactly like, fuck yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> um you know what i didn't make a note of it because but i meant to talk to you about it so i just wrote her name what the hell is Missy in this movie? <laughs> what the hell is she? I have, I have two notes about Missy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Missy, uh, which is absolutely just female Judd. Yes. She's just always like, oh, I got stomach pains. I do. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have married a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. That both. There's three scenes where we see Missy and two out of the three are the most fucking awkward, <laughs> yeah. weird things ever. Where the first one. Yeah. She's just like, I have horrible crippling stomach pain i wish i would have married a doctor like you all right later later <laughs> yeah and then she comes back again and it's whatever and then the third time we see her it's just like well uh, it's time to murder myself <laughs> time to hang myself totally out of the blue <laughs> like yeah she was what i'm guessing is well she's clearly a cleaning lady yes right um yeah she's and trying to she's trying to bone down the doctor right was that i get the sense that she she's she wants the doctor, not for sex. She wants the doctor to be her husband <laughs> to be her doctor. and to fix her problems. But when he offers to fix her problems, she's like, no, until I win you away from your wife, I just can't let you work on me. <laughs> like all good doctors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a little old school, doc. I need you to be married to me. I need you to leave your wife and children for me, and then you can look at my Then you tummy. can be my, my gynecologist. Yeah. Yeah, and was that it? She's just like, my stomach hurts all the time. That she meant like her her uterus, right? Yeah, that's what she meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just she, she meant her labias. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. She's like, these are really hurting. He's like, that's not your stomach. <laughs> and she's like, ah, I know. I'll kill myself. So someone will take me up to that pet cemetery and bury me. <laughs> that's what it was. She's like, this sucks. My stomach pains hurt. Hopefully, I'll just kill myself and they'll take me up there. But nope. Everyone was just like, well, because she didn't have anybody. You have to bury your own. Yeah, you have to she bury didn't your have own. Anybody. <laughs> but also at the funeral, everyone was just like, well, Missy sucked. Now she's dead. The end. Like, <laughs> let's go talk about other stuff. Uh, you ready to get sad? Yeah. Let's just get sad. All right. So this truck driver, this crab truck driver wakes up. He's having the best fucking day, man. He's like, you <laughs> He's know what? Listen to the Ramones. I'm going to put on the Ramones. I'm going to make some great time today. Yeah. I, I got the crabs loaded up tall and wet <laughs> in the back of the truck. Tall and wet. I'm popping into the fourth gear. Let's hit that road. I am definitely not going to run over any kids today. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? He runs over a fucking kid. <laughs> he does. He Hard. Does. Yeah. So much that I'm pretty sure he's dead. Where's his funeral? Oh, yeah. The the driver absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. died. <laughs> yeah. He slammed on those brakes. Those crabs flew through the back and just threw his, the, his, <laughs> threw his skull. freaking skull. <laughs> they cut that out on the... Uh, that's on the cutting room floor. <laughs> that scene, I knew it was coming. I hate I've it. I've seen it before. I was so sad because they're playing and they're having fun. It's so much and fun. And it's so sweet. And it's like flying the kite. His, and, his little voice is, uh-oh. Yeah. It's just fucking so I know. sad. He's like the cutest little boy. And it's like, oh. And then that happens. And you're like, fuck. So, you know, hey, Mary Lambert. Hell of a job directing Good that job. scene. Because it's just, it evokes so much emotion. It's so sad. Man. And then, you know, like, hey, I know what will make it like even sadder. Let's just show all the pictures of us as a loving family. And it's I just know. like, 
fucking hate this. Why yeah. did you do this? Oh, it goes straight from that, and you hear like the mom and the daughter yeah. scream crying in the other room, and you're like, cool, cool. awesome, awesome. It's my favorite part about Hereditary, too, is hearing to- <laughs> Tony Collette just screaming in, in ultimate grief, and have the two of them, and I was like... Cool. Bitchin'. This, this movie is super fun. This is so scary. <laughs> yeah. I am terrified. I'm just terrified of another thing. Yeah. Um, I never wanted to be a parent that had one of those bungee backpack sort of things. Right. For my son. Uh, I've now ordered like six of them. Uh, he, <laughs> he's in bed at home right now, but he's wearing one right now. Yeah. Um, it's attached to every wall in the house. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's just... He's just suspended. He's just like on on like a bungee, he's yeah. like a little bungee swing set in the middle of the room sleeping. <laughs> he's just he lives in one of those astronaut training circle <laughs> things now. Yeah, I just throw applesauce at him, and some of it gets in his mouth. But you know what? That he's works. alive and safe. Yeah, he's safe. He can't possibly be hurt. Incredible core strength too. Oh yeah, dude, he spins that thing so fast now. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna serve him in the long run. <laughs> you got to build up that core strength, build up that cage, dude. I tell my kids that all the time. They're just so spoiled. Then, so you then have to have a damn funeral for your kid. Yeah. Could you imagine your fucking father-in-law like coming up to you? I I would murder. Yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah. If anyone said anything to me ever again, just yeah. ever again. Yeah. That especially it can be about anything. <laughs> yeah. If anyone said like, "Hey, man, hey, you pass me that sandwich over there. I think that's mine. You're my holding son. My son." And yeah. I would just rip their head off. Yeah. To say something like about my kid, my. <sighs> You're, that should have been the end of the movie. Just him ripping his jaw and his head apart. <laughs> yeah, that's when you call in. Sorry, Mary, no disrespect, but that's when you call Peter Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> and he comes in and he directs. All right, so this scene, you're gonna put your fist down your father-in-law's mouth, or down his throat, and you're gonna pull out his genitalia. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what. It that's is. how it really would be in real life. Yeah, that, that I had a note about that too. I'm just like, dude. You don't say shit to shit at yeah. anyone's funeral, let alone a child's funeral. No. At a child's funeral, you go, oh, fuck. This is going to be the saddest thing we've ever experienced in our life. Let's just sit in the back, and then the second it's done, we will leave. We will leave. <laughs> we got to get the hell out of we here. We will say nothing to no one. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be respectful as hell yeah. and leave. And I'm going to hold my family tight and get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm never going to let anyone that I'm related to go. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nuts. And then later, like, the father-in-law is like, hey, uh, I was real sad. I was grieving. Like, here you go. And he, like, offers him a handshake. I would love the opportunity to then just <laughs> slap that man in the face and be like, you can take your apology and shove it up your ass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm about to kill you. <laughs> I am going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. It is over. Yeah, you how you are still leave, living and breathing right now is a gift. Yeah, and you need to get the hell away from me. <laughs> yeah, forever. Take my family on the ninth trip to your estate because yeah. you're clearly very, very wealthy. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> oh, hey, uh, you know, what's your favorite part of any zombie movie? Is it when <laughs> instead of killing the zombie, you burn the house to the ground? <laughs> Did you think that was the dumbest shit you've ever seen when they try to kill Timmy? <laughs> he's just <laughs> absolutely, dude. That's you, 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 we got to kill everybody in this house. Yeah, let's kill everybody. And yeah, just... he's like, uh, uh, we're giving you fair warning, Bill. Yeah, you, you got to get out of the house. It's just like, wh- why? There's ten of you. Take the zombie guy out and kill him. Yeah, no, 
burned. You the all Im- have guns. Yeah, they all had guns. They had torches. It's like very easy to kill this guy. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> They're gonna burn the entire house to the ground. I get it though. I get it. Yeah. 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 For I'm sure. I'm not gonna leave my zombie kid. You know, you're gonna have to burn the house down. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that dude must have been doing something right because Timmy was just killing everybody else. He yeah. still loved his dad. He still loved his dad. He was like fucking up the house, and his yeah. dad's like, "What are you doing, messing up my house?" But he still but, said "daddy" and loved him and gave him hugs. But like any teenager, like any teenage boy, they're just fucking up the house. They're punching they holes in walls. They're listening to Limp Biscuit. I know, man. They do that. They're all jerking of off everywhere. They all, yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> Timmy was actually totally fine. Yeah, he was just a normal <laughs> teenager. <laughs> It's normal. Get out of the house. We're gonna, we gotta, we gotta, gotta kill him. <laughs> and the old man's just like, no, he's just, he's just seventeen. He's, he's just, just, you know, just, we don't have access. He doesn't have access to like, you know, women or or anything like. So he's just pent up. It's you know, it's, it's all right. We gotta kill go him. On, he can't go on dates. It's we gotta not, kill Timmy. <laughs> we gotta burn him. Oh, well, he knocked shit over because yeah, he was listening to the new Limpisky record. <laughs> come guys. on, like, come did on. you hear break stuff? Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's breaking stuff. I get it. He's going yeah. through something, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, you you see how he how he walks and all that. The kid has a boner twenty four seven. He's walking weird to hide his boner. Do you not remember, Judd? <laughs> you don't remember having to tuck and having to like bend weird. <laughs> <laughs> Go bury your bo- boner in the micmac, <laughs> the micmac graveyard, and raise that bone from the dead. <laughs> you old shit. Even back then, he was way too old. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Man, could you imagine just getting drunk with a friend? And I and I hope one day it's going to be this way. And just somebody drops some knowledge on you, like, dead is better. And like, fuck, man, that you're right. Dead is better. Yeah, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Thanks, Judd. There's a lot of drunken wisdom passed around left and right, but very seldom does it stick. <laughs> and then you got to dig up your kid, man. You got to spend all damn day just digging a hole, and the cops are going to drive by and not do their job, even though there's a giant mound of dirt there in the cemetery. Well, you got to park next to it all day <laughs> yeah. and then start digging late, but yeah. not so late that you have like the the cover of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll start digging at six. There, the idea. The last, the last part of this movie, the last third of this movie, is just filled with just, just the worst like parental like decisions that you you hope that you never have to make. Like, I'm gonna have to dig up my kid, yeah, and I'm gonna have to carry my kid up a hill. And you know what? I get it. I get burying him in the Micmac thing. I get it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I completely understand where Lewis is going from. Yeah, I, the grief. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't it's unimaginable. Even, couldn't imagine. He should have just jumped off the side of those cliffs and saved everybody the trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he went up there, got a big hard day's work in, and then falls asleep for <laughs> 24 hours straight. Dude goes back home and he's like, shit, I am worn out, man. There's a lot of digging. There's I'm a lot of gonna, digging. I'm going to just go to sleep for a little bit. Like, and he, misses everything. This is <laughs> everything. And it was a really weird thing. So so Gage comes down again. All right, he didn't fall off of the giant cliff and yeah, whatever. We'll we'll suspend his belief for that. And he goes in to the house and makes a 
beeline for that scalpel. Yeah. Doesn't dick around with anything else. Like, doesn't care about his toys. Doesn't care about, you know, getting a sandwich. He knew where that was. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, I've always wanted this shit. And he gets it. And where does he go with it? He doesn't kill the sleeping dad. He goes... I'm going to go across the street and have some real fun. <laughs> I'm going to jack up Herman Munster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, I mean, as far as Gage is concerned, has always just been like a really sweet, fun yeah. guy. So it's like, what? What? why is he at the top of your hit list, man? Because being alive hurts. I guess. And he's the one who did all this. He's like, I'm going to cut through your Achilles. Yes. Ah! <laughs> oh, the slash felt round the world, oh, boy. So... Oh rough man it uh. is the worst uh. and then to slice his mouth and it's just oh like, ah. i know while he's screaming and he slices his mouth they did such a good job with <laughs> that so good it's like oh oh shit oh my gosh and they just chews out his throat yes and then he just goes full zombie baby and bites his throat out and i was like i, I did not remember that by the no, way i remember the yep. other two things i was like oh this shit's coming ah do i look away and just know that i like i've seen it before i'm like no i'm gonna watch it and then he eats him, and I, I said out loud as I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> little baby took a bite of that He's guy. Like, oh, that's right. They're zombies. Yeah, they're zombies. They eat they're, flesh. They're not just, like, coming back like to hang out. They're, yeah. They're zombies now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was that was so nuts. Yeah, like, leading up to that, like, the... Uh, well, I know, like right around the same time is is like Zelda. Everything with like Zelda is like gnarly, yeah. but like when Zelda's talking more and like telling Rachel, like you know, I'm gonna get you, and so's so's Gage, and it's like, <laughs> oh, all of that like creeped me out and made me so horribly sad. Yeah. I was just like, I hate this so much. It's so just, ah, just all so sad. Like yes. the entire Zelda story. Yeah, everything it, about it's, it's awful. It's just sad. It's just. Your sick sister who just has <laughs> spinal meningitis. Yeah, and is like <laughs> crying out because she's in the worst pain that anyone's ever suffered. And she just wants her sister to die and everything. It's just so, so horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's no redeeming. Like, horror movies offer this like catharsis where, like, yeah. you know. You you identify with like the final girl or whatever, and you go through this journey, and you're like, yeah, okay. Oh man, that was a roller coaster, but like. Life is good. I feel good. Like everything's cool. When this movie's done, like the whole journey, you're like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. It's like going to bed with wet socks. You're uh, just like, oh, that'd be the worst. It just sucks. And then when the movie's done, you're just like, fuck this. I just, <laughs> like, everything sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I don't like this. So, yeah. All right. Keep going. You got a couple more. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the mom has to plane trains an automobile back home. Yeah. Um, and she travels the whole way with Pascal. And Pascal's just riding on the plane. Yeah. He's just <laughs> hanging out. Ghosts can go anywhere. And this movie shows us he's not he's, he's not confined to one little area. Yeah. Pascal can be like, you know, I'm going to go pop onto that plane real quick. Yeah. He goes all the way to Chicago. Yeah. He's having a lot I'm, of fun i'm having a lot of fun lady yeah. this is great i never got to go on a plane <laughs> i only ran around town look yeah. where it got me yeah <laughs> and you got to ride in that crab truck it was pretty great <laughs> oh man um more people should give cats ribeye steaks oh, look at yeah. how great that cat. i mean that cat was like oh finally no more stupid kibble or fish or anything but a ribeye steak <laughs> 
The bloodier, the better. That cat was getting down on that steak. And then they really killed that cat, right? They literally killed a cat. <laughs> yeah. They picked that thing up, and I he's was... like, they're like, just inject it in the wherever. Okay, what, am, what is it, though? I don't know. It's, it's, it's just air. Don't worry. You're fine <laughs> if you inject it with air. It's, it's nothing. totally fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he does it, and then just like, the cat's just dead. I was I watched that, and I'm just like, I there's a prop somewhere or something like that. Looks like they just killed a fucking cat. It does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the mom gets home, gets totally killed by her kid, which, <laughs> which is unbelievable, man. Like, Gage comes out dressed up so fucking cute, <laughs> and he's ready to kill his mom. He comes out cute in the most ridiculous yeah. way. He's wearing like a low-cut, crushed velvet Victorian dress. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking like gray top hat and a little like wizard cane. And he, just, and he, comes, he's, he comes out so slow, just like yeah. Hi, ma. Yeah. And she's How's it like, going? She's like, oh, you're back. That's awesome. That's so cool. And then he just immediately just just wrecks her. Just wrecks completely her. Completely kills her. Gets her body upstairs. Like carves out her eye or something like that, right? Yeah. Her, she was at her eye. Her. her uh, what I'm guessing is he ate her eye because when we see her later, yeah. She is a zombie uh, with a juice eye. <laughs> it's just the fucking grossest. It's uh, so gross, man. It's terrible. But anyway, yeah, I don't want to get ahead of that. You, you have a <laughs> no, like, so yeah, he kills his mom. And then dad comes over to play. Yeah. Gage is, oh, you just, you're, it's so tense. And then finally, <laughs> the mom is like dropped. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, how did the baby get the mom up into the attic? Okay, fine. All right, he did somehow. He's super strong, and then he just leaps down. It's the funniest <laughs> yes, fucking thing. He comes down, just yeah! like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And then the guy's wrestling with his son, and I guess Aston answered. I'm like, how did he get his mom up there? He's strong. Lewis is like fighting for his life. Yeah. This kid is bi- taking bites out of him and slashing him. Yeah. And it's not until Lewis is just like so fed up that he's like, fuck this. And he throws <laughs> his kid against the wall. It's one of those things where you're, you get a little too rough with your kid. And you're like, oh, fuck. I <laughs> yeah. just threw my kid against the wall. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, I'm calling the authorities. <laughs> oh, shit. It was a great run game. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> That kid doesn't know how to play hide and go seek either. No, yeah, that's, that's not, not hide and go seek. Yeah, just like, slashing. Yeah, that's not it. You don't. There's, there's never a scalpel in hide and go seek. You dumb kid. None Here. of that. But <laughs> did you notice? So he throws the puppet or whatever, and then we see you know Gage being like, "Man, you're a trick, Dad." Yeah, like that's not cool. And he like goes around the corner and he just like stumbles in real life yeah. and falls in real life and hits his head against the door in real life and then like and then really dies yeah <laughs> they're like keep it that's the shot yeah that works that, that's totally cool the kid like really falls and hits his head and he just like hangs out <laughs> yeah and then it's like one more thing they're like we need to really bum you out and so he's going to burn the house and you see the the trail go, go right ahead. to the baby and burn the baby and it's uh. like Fuck. Fuck this movie, exactly. man. Exactly. I was so sad. I was like, ah. Also, spoiler alert, but, you know, Midsummer, we see you, Ari Aster. Yeah. You totally ripped this you fucking totally, movie off. Your, your entire movie is this. Yeah, exactly. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the dad doesn't understand how this the rules of this 
fucking micmac thing work and he's just like hey i'm gonna try the same shit with my wife now <laughs> yeah even like, though we got pascal being like dude dude and, what do i have to tell you look how short my shorts are <laughs> like i know what i'm talking about i'm literally hanging brain <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. um just listen to me for once yeah come on yeah it's not gonna work no it was they were dead too long i got this it's gonna work this time now he's gotta carry his fucking wife up that hill Dude, this guy has got to be exhausted. Get I mean, he slept, he slept for 36 hours. Yeah. So Get like, this guy on Ninja Warrior or something, dude. <laughs> he has yeah. strength like none other, man. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, just scaling the wall of, like, broken trees and shit is, is difficult enough. He almost breaks his back the first time yeah. he does it. And, and he just had a cat in a bag. Yeah. But, like, with your wife? Dude. I'm not saying the woman was overweight, you know. But that's but still. That's still 100 pounds. Uh, you know, uh, any way you slice it, it's 100 weight. pounds dead weight, you know. They're not helping. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not easy. I'm calling bullshit. There's no way in fuck he made it back up that hill. No. There's no way. No, at all. No. There has to be a smaller Micmac thing that he just, like, dropped her in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the oh, Micmac we don't need to go up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you thank anyway you very much. She, she comes back and kills him obviously because that's how it works and then you're left with just dread and sadness and you're like why did i watch this movie again i shouldn't have done it yeah exactly because we care about you yeah who, who let care. you watchers <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we got that's the end of the movie that's unless what you, we got unless you got anything else on that bad no we talked so much about it <laughs> That's yeah. so much about a movie that we hate. Dude. Uh, oh, fucking Gage. Yeah. Uh, this movie. Blah. Anyway. Anyway, man. <laughs> so, ultimately, we get down to the real meat of it. We have kids. They watch movies. What are you going to bum out your entire family and have your kids watch Pet Cemetery? Just like when we talked about that other movie that I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not going to let them watch this. I'm not going to let them watch this movie. Th- that didn't have weeks. Yeah, no, that that's that's they've already all seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one in my family is going to watch this movie. I'm not going to tell them about it. I don't. There's no good comes from this. No one gets to watch this movie. You know, How about man, you? It's one of those things where I, 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 I used to really like this movie. I, I, don't, I don't like this movie anymore. It just makes me sad and it bums me the shit out. Yeah, and it just. You know what? I'll have the book available. If, sure. If, if the kid wants to read a book, that's great. Uh, we can get a free pizza out of it. Do they still do that? Read a book, get a pizza? No, definitely oh, not. Then we are burning all our books. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. That, that was our currency. That's the only reason I still had them. <laughs> I, nail, I nail all the books shut, and I burn them. <laughs> yeah, just in case they, yeah. someone <laughs> tries to bury them in a Big Mac yeah <laughs> cemetery the book comes back yeah nope they, they can't they can't open it yeah uh i think i'm with you i don't think no what I, good comes of it there's what? there's way better horror movies yeah. there's way better dramas there's just way better movies to spend your yeah. life on there's, there's no good that comes from this no <laughs> the, the the ramon song i think is the coolest part there we go <laughs> you know get that go get that Damn, the kid's gonna hear that he loves punk rock he's gonna be like what is this from and i'll be like the book yeah. They wrote they, it about they, a book. They love the book so much. They're well read. Yeah. Like all punk rockers. Mm-hmm. Go do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I think this is the first time we're, oh, except for nine and a half weeks, where we both said no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's a no. All yeah. right. So then, 
let's put this terrible thing to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> do you have any recommendations? Man, I was I was going back and forth on what I was going to recommend this week because I wanted to stay with like horror star stuff. But I, I just got to go. I'm going to go music because I don't have a true horror wreck this time around. So I'm going to go with the new Thrice album called Horizons East. Um, as I've already mentioned earlier in this this podcast, uh, previous episodes, I'm a I'm a big fan of the band Thrice. They are <clears throat> a Southern Cal- California local band that has uh, explored the post hardcore uh, universe for for years and years and years. They've been around since I was in high school, and I love them so damn much. And their new album is absolutely fantastic, and it's one of those things where I'm a fanboy. It, 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 I would love the 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 album regardless, but in all honesty, this album rips, and it has just this awesome freshness to it that is is welcome in a band that's been putting out albums for twenty plus years. This is their eleventh studio album, and it's got elements of jazz and just weird things going on. And it's going to be like a concept album. They're going to have a second one coming out, I think, next year. They've kind of hinted at, but this it's, it's fantastic. And it blew my mind and they play just so damn tight on this album. And it's great. If you're, if you're a fan of thrice, please check it out. Listen to it. It's called horizons East by thrice. Gabe, what about you? My friends East. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank Um, you. Yeah. What do you got for us this week, man? What are we recommending? I, I also like you were thinking, you're like, Oh, I want to keep it kind of in the spooky world and all that. Um, I don't, I don't have a real spooky thing, but I have something that's like very fun. Okay. It's very fun and it's in the monster genre. Ooh. It's called Love and Monsters. Ooh. This is a movie that is on multiple platforms, I believe. Um, I think I watched it on HBO the other night, but it's called Love and Monsters. Um, and it was, uh, directed by Michael Matthews and he hasn't done a ton of stuff. Um, but this is like his, definitely his biggest movie that he's done. Uh, written by Mr. Uh, Brian Duffield and Matthew Robertson. And uh, it's this super fun story of like a post-apocalyptic world where a giant meteor was going to hit oh. and, yeah, <clears throat> giant meteor was going to hit Earth and all of us came together to fire missiles at it, blew it apart, but then all the stuff fell to earth like all the all the you know shrapnel and debris and everything fell to earth and what the meteor had on it uh was like this radioactive stuff that made all of our like uh insects and spiders and amphibians and all that like mutate and become these giant monsters that wiped out the earth like huge giant things that just killed everything and it's the story of this really just useless dude who is part of this community and they've all partnered off and he's just like, I got to find this girl that I loved. And he decides, you know, I'm going to go on this adventure. I'm going to, I'm going to go from my underground bunker here, 85 miles to the coast to where the love of my life is. And I'm going to find her. And along the way he meets fun people like Michael Rooker, like, you know, he's there and, you know, he imparts some wisdom and stuff, but it's, super fun it's like a really fun adventure movie where he's like you know fighting giant bugs and shit and uh it's you know it's got a ton of heart um and uh 
yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched it with the wife, and it was so much fun. And it was one of these like, you know, it, it actually mostly would have been okay for my, at least my daughter to see it with us. Like, I think it's PG thirteen. Like, mm. I don't think it's R, but uh, it was really fun, and it was great, and it was like a great little like jump into the uh, you know Halloween season. It was super fun. So it's called Love and Monsters. Love and Mo- that sounds rad. Yeah, that, gotta yeah. check it out. Dude, I am on board. That sounds cool. Hell yeah. That's what we're recommending. That's what we got, you guys. Uh, As always, you guys, you know where to find us on the TikToks, on the Twitters, on the Instagram. Follow us on all those things at Who Let You Watch or Who Let You Pod. I'm (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Who Let You Pod on all the handles, you guys. Send us an email. Keep this conversation going. Let us know what you think. And send us an email at WhoLetYouPod at gmail.com. Um, Gabe, if you don't have anything else, I have I have something to get us on out of here. Unless you get us on out of here. No, Dude, go for it. You know how it is. So, as always, you guys, I am Andy, and I'm here with Gabe. And we are always going to remind you definitely about this movie. Just never watch anything, you guys. Never watch anything in front of a child. Unless, of course, it's a movie about teaching your kids, your wife, your neighbors about the circle of life. Where things live, and then they die, and they live again, and then they die again. Hopefully, hopefully for the last time after that. They just, they just stay dead after that. Sometimes dead's better. I ought. Wow. Clean up your eye, lady. Those juices. <laughs> Good night. Good night. You've just heard a Doomsday Initiative podcast. Consult a physician.